Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Never lost a battle. You can do all things but fail. Good afternoon and welcome to our noonday service. I'm so excited about this word on today and I know it's going to bless you because it has already blessed me. So let us begin in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that we can, wherever we are, stop Take a moment and reflect on you. Hear your word and be inspired, encouraged to move forward for whatever the thing is that you're calling us to do, for whoever it is that you're calling us to be. We thank you on today and we praise your name. We ask right now, Lord, that you would be with those among us 
that need you in a special way. We pray for Brother Ron Easton because of the untimely and unexpected passing of his wife, Teresa Easton. So we pray for him, for his family, for all of those that have been touched by her life. And we ask that you would give us all peace and calm during this time. And let us feel your love and your care among us. We also pray, Lord, that you will touch the body of Brother Michael Gordon, who is in ICU right now. Touch him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, that if it be your will, that he may regain his ability and get up from his sick bed of affliction and move about once again. We pray, Lord, for Mr. Chad, somebody that I don't even know, but his his cousin expressed an interest in prayers for him as he is battling cancer. I met her at Water Aerobics, Lord, not even knowing her, but she told me his name, and I am trying to be obedient to you that we feel the cares of one another. And so I pray for him today. I pray for her as she journeys by airplane to see him out west. But Lord, I ask you to be with them and protect them and be with all of us today and all of our families. We all have issues and challenges. I don't know what they are, Lord, but you know, you know, and we ask that you be with all of us and allow your Holy Spirit to come in today to this place to speak through me as your instrument, Lord, that your people may hear and move forward. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so today, our word comes from the book of Esther. Esther, chapter 4, verse 16. Just one verse, and it says, I will go to the king even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Once again, Esther 4, 16 from the New International Version. I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. I'd like to use for a subject today. The subject is the art of Fearlessness, the art of fearlessness. So a while back, I was asked about my greatest fear. And my response was that my greatest fear is not living out my purpose. And I really take that seriously. I am constantly trying to be all that God is calling me to be. So living out my true purpose, that is my greatest fear as a Christian. But honestly, I have so many little fears in my life, other fears, that I can hardly name them all. 
To start with, I'm afraid of most anything that creeps, flies, hops, or crawls. So if it's an insect, an amphibian, or a reptile, I am most likely afraid of it. Then there are fears like loss, loss of people in my life that I love, rejection, rejection of me, of who I am, of what I bring to the table, and fear of failure at anything that I attempt. I have fears of bad health and disease in my body, fears of disasters, things like bad weather, storms, and fear of possible financial ruin that might cause homelessness or a lack, lack of food, lack of clothing. I have a fear of not knowing how to do something that I deem necessary in my life. Yes, I'm afraid of just about anything and everything you can name. So I guess you're wondering, how in the world do I show up every day and how can I possibly enjoy life? Well, the truth is I do enjoy life and I am adamant about living life to the fullest. After all, isn't that why Jesus came? that we might have life and have it to the fullest? John 10, 10 is my mantra. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says that I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I believe that with all my heart, mind, and soul. So, I'm going to let you in on something that I learned a long time ago. That is that many things that we do in life, if we're ever going to get them done, must be done afraid. Not with the spirit of fear, but even being afraid and yet with courage. You see, the brain is an amazing instrument, but even the brain can be tricked, renewed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That right there, my brothers and sisters, is the thing that rises up in the hearts and minds of heroes like Esther. Rather than allowing fear to stop them, she wasn't going to let the fear of perishing stop her from going to the king about saving her people. Rather than letting fear stop them, heroes must have courage to say, like Esther, if I perish, 
I perish. They renew their minds and transform their thinking and step into action. I can't tell you how many times I've been so fearful. Sweaty palms, stomach turning, churning, my heart beating 90 to nothing, like it's going to come out of my chest. But I was able to jump into action. About two and a half years ago, I was home alone with my mom and she was standing up and she said, I feel sick, like I'm going to pass out. And I said, hold on, what's going on? Let me get you to a seat. Well, we weren't close to anywhere for her to sit. And she leaned against me and I put my arms around her. And I felt her go limp. And basically, I felt like she passed out her whole body weight on me. And I'm calling her, Mom, wake up. I, I can't hold you. I can't hold you. And I, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't. Like I said, fear. I was afraid, but I thought, and I prayed within me, Lord, let me know what to do, how, what, how. And I held on to her, and I kept calling her. And she woke up, and she said, I, I, I just need to sit down. I just need to sit down. And I, there was no chair around. There was no way to walk her to a, a seat. I'm... She weighed as much or more than me. What was I to do? But I held on to her and I let her slide down my waist until she slowly came to a stop on the floor and I knelt down and held her up and then slowly I let, let her lie down and I ran and got some pillows and she was able to lie there until I could get my husband to come and help us and get her back up. That I was fearful in the moment. But I refused to let fear dictate to me what I should do. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. Some versions say a sound mind to be able to, to know what to do in the moment, to know how to handle it, for us not to fall and her to bump her head or me to... God stepped in. Afraid as I was, and gave me a strategy. So, how do we show up in courage even when we are afraid? Three things we must realize. Thing number one is that fear is often rooted 
in a false narrative. It's rooted in something, a story that we tell ourselves that may or may not be true. It's often not what we think, not as bad as we imagine. No, she, she passed out for a second, but she came back. It wasn't as bad as all that. She had what, what old people like to, to say was a weak spell. She had a weak spell. And she lived years after that, a couple of years, longer, and was fine. It's not as bad as we imagine. A lot of times we don't know the full story, but we're fearing something that may never happen. How many times, I can't tell you, if my husband has reminded me that insects, lizards and spiders and frogs and snakes are more afraid of me than I am of them. And he says, a lot of times, if you just leave them alone, if you just move out of the way, if you just gently wave your hand or tap them or just get away from them, that's all it takes. And I am also reminded that God has given us dominion, mankind, dominion over all things, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all things that walk this earth. He has given us dominion over those things. So that's thing number one, is that fear is rooted in a false narrative. Something that really isn't true. I, I heard not long ago, fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. False evidence that appears to be real, but it's not. That's fear. And the second thing is that fear exists because we have a limited perspective. A limited perspective. For instance, we often fear other people because we just don't know them. And they don't know us. But if we were to spend time to get to know them, to understand their plight, we would probably find that we have so much in common with other people. We all bleed red. We all have the breath of God inside of us. We have so much more in common. And that's why the second commandment of Jesus Love your neighbor as yourself. That, with loving God with all our hearts, mind, and soul, those are the two things we should live our lives by. But you say, yeah, Reverend, but what about if a vicious dog is coming to attack us? Or a hurricane is coming, or a bad flood, or things beyond our control? How are we going to handle that fear? Well, that's when number three comes to play. So we, we have a, a false narrative. We have limited perspective. And the third reason we fear 
is that our faith is lacking. We must always have faith in our God and his ability to control all things. He can save us. He can step in and give us a strategy or a solution like he did for me and mom. But we must also realize that sometimes we don't, we won't make it out. John the Baptist was beheaded for speaking truth to power. Killed for no reason other than he spoke the truth and the king's wife didn't like it. So she ordered his head to be cut off or asked for his head and the king had to, had to oblige her. But nevertheless, John the Baptist is now with the almighty God. Fear didn't take him out. God's will prevailed and he is doing just fine. The art of fearlessness. The art of fearlessness. Fear is rooted in false narratives. It's root, rooted in a limited perspective. It's rooted in a lack of faith in God. That's where fear comes from, the spirit of fear. But remember this, Dale Carnegie, yes, he's not a Bible hero. His scripture's not in the word, but this is what he said. He said, do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it. That is the quickest and surest way ever yet discovered to conquer fear. And I think he's right. Don't avoid the thing that you fear. Don't avoid it. But step in and do it. And then Apostle Paul said in 1 John 4 and 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So I say to you today, remember to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And let him move you forward. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you that you have done it again, Lord. You've given us a solution, a strategy, an answer to that thing that we have been fearing. And you've shown us how to show up with courage and live our lives to the fullest. And we say thank you. We thank you, Lord. We ask right now that you would help us to live out our lives 
as you would have us to do. Not in a spirit of fear, but in love, power, and with a sound mind. These things we thank you for, and we ask them all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen on today, everybody. That word blessed me. I don't know about you, but it blessed me because I'm trying to move forward and to do something that I've been fearing for a long time. But I feel like I'm on the on the verge of getting it conquered. And I just thank the Lord because we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors with Jesus. Thank you on today for sharing the word with us. God bless you. Be with you. It's a beautiful day. Go and be all that God is calling you to be. Let us repeat our benediction from Philippians 3 and 10. To know him and the power of his resurrection. To share in his sufferings and to be like him in death. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.